We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 225 On this episode we've got a bunch of news items And then we'll be talking about the series premiere of Playing House The first season finale of Resurrection The two hour premiere of 24 Live Another Day the third season finale of New Girl, and the second season finale of The Mindy Project, plus a reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 225. I'm Amory from com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week we have joining us... Kyle from noreons.net. Kyle hey, from I dropped, I dropped my, I, I dropped my last name. I, I've become... <laughs> <laughs> Soon I'll just be, and I'm Kyle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. One name, like, you know, like Madonna or... <laughs> You're so Cher, Kyle. <laughs> um, hello, everybody. All right. News. Jump right in, because there's a ton of it. Adult Swim has renewed Children's Hospital for a sixth season, and they're actually going to be at the hospital this year, not in Japan. I love that show, and I'm very happy to hear that. It's weird, because... I didn't realize that, I guess, I, I don't know, it's one of those shows that I never realized that it has been updated or it hasn't been updated. I mean, not updated, renewed. Like, it's just a show that I love, so yeah. I don't know. They're like, and because they're, a lot of the Adult Swim stuff is like shorter episodes and and all different types of stuff that you're just like, oh, wait, yeah. they've done, I thought they, you know, don't they just do episodes? Like, <laughs> are they actually doing seasons of these things? So, yeah, yeah. some of them are. And you're like, oh, they've been doing six seasons. But then you're like, how many episodes is in a season, really? Yeah, I think it's weird, though, because I guess that means that we're not going to have any Children's Hospital this summer. Because they usually air every summer, or at least in the beginning of the fall. And season five was last summer. So I guess they waited a while to renew that one. Uh, so that's that. And Crackle. Um, Crackle. Has renewed comedians in cars getting coffee for four more seasons, or 24 more episodes. Jerry Seinfeld thing, which I've never watched, but I hear people I've like. I've never seen it either. They've got, uh, I guess, they've got a couple seasons in the can of, uh, I'm assuming, six episodes each, and uh, yeah. those will air, but they've put it out there for another 24 more episodes, so they'll be up to, I guess, 54 episodes by the end of that, and nine nine seasons, if you count it in sort of a season terms. Wow. Good for them. I've I've watched some of them. Every once in a while, when you see somebody, uh, you, you you sort of like you know somebody posts a link to it, or you come across uh, that you see that he talked to somebody that you like or something, and they're they're pretty funny and they're you know they're pretty short and comp you know they're not super long. Yeah. But you know it's just, it's him in a car with a, another comedian, and they go back and forth about something, and then they stop someplace and get coffee and they chat for a little bit. And then they get back in the car and they, <laughs> they leave. But the way they cut it together, I think they're like maybe 10 minutes or so. But, uh, you know, it depends on, you know, it depends on who it is. But if you like, if you like comedy or, you know, stand up and stuff like that, you get sort of a, a look at how these guys think and how they put, how their minds work on, because mm-hmm. they talk about comedy and and stuff like that. So, I, I like it. I, I just have never sat down and watched uh, yeah. all of them 
Which you could do relatively quickly, actually. So that's that. Craig Ferguson has announced he's leaving CBS's Late Late Show as of December 2014, and with it, he'll take his $5 million that he gets for being passed over as the replacement to David Letterman. Which is a nice little deal, especially for something that he probably didn't even really want to do anyways. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that's quite the deal. So good for him. I like him. I don't watch it as often as I should, but it's very rare that a late night show is a Peabody Award winner. So good for him. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what they're doing, because unlike, you know, unlike uh, a little bit with, you know, the Tonight Show and, you know, over the years, there's been, they've put other people in and other things. There's this, this would be, you know, they brought on Stephen Colbert to, to take over Late Show and, They'll just be doing the same thing to to create the late late show where yeah their their farm system is instead of is like Saturday Night Live and 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 the later talk show their farm system is like whatever other network comedy is doing so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do for that second show and also are they going to be as quick to announce you know figure that one out as they were with late show or is this one going to hang out there for a while? I think it's going to hang out there for a while. I think they got themselves in trouble by having a meeting with Chelsea Handler because then everybody was like, no, why would you have Chelsea Handler? So they want to let it settle for a little bit. and then I don't really care who they put. I never watch those shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it... Well, the, the thing about it is like if I watch, if I would watch one, it would probably be Ferguson because I like his style of – yeah. His his opening comedy bits are completely different than and you know sort of manic, from, and but he does the best. I think he does the best actual interviews with the with the people that he brings on. So I agree. If you're actually looking for sort of fun celebrity interviews, as uh, like I like what Fallon's doing. I mean, you bring him on and play a game with them. That's fine too. You know that's but uh, as I've mentioned before, I watch those the next day. <laughs> When they put the video out, I'm not staying right. up to watch it. Or I have way too much. It. I have way too much other stuff to watch than to watch <laughs> those kind of shows. Yeah, I mean, I was recording Seth and Jimmy on NBC, but I was like two weeks behind because I had too much other stuff to watch. Like I couldn't, I couldn't keep up, so I just deleted them. And if I hear someone I like is going to be on, then I'll watch. But I mean, by the time I wake up the next morning, there's videos that I would have missed. And like the the important parts are online. So I don't need to worry about. Yeah, it. they 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 film they film those shows in specifically to be chunkable in three to seven minute bits. Yeah, that they can put out in video chunks the next day. So exactly. So that's that. Um, Fox has canceled Almost Human, which we all know I don't like Michael Ealy, but I really think the show kind of found its footing, and I. Uh, not that I'm terribly disappointed, but I'm I'm surprised because I know that a lot of people had heard that it had been getting traction and that it was going to get picked up. So I don't know exactly what went wrong. Yeah, I don't know. That one's kind of interesting in that I think the cast kind of did start to come together by the end and the the writing seemed to be figuring some things out to, you know, they peppered in a couple yeah. of things that they could have drawn from for bigger story arcs in a second season that they obviously started out in one direction and changed, you know, uh, right. what they, you know, sort of the overall type of stuff that they were uh, looking at. But I think they 
came up with a couple of things that they could have uh, really drawn from in a second season. But it, it, it goes to show how some of these things work. I mean, a thing like uh, the following gets picked up while Almost Human gets canceled when the ratings are relatively the same. But then Fox owns the following and Almost Human has you know a much higher budget special effects wise yeah. and is a Warner Brothers television show. So there's a while the ratings may be the same, there's a cost structure that's different for you know for picking things up. And uh I didn't I knew they'd picked up a bunch of stuff, but they've picked up like I think they have like five things that they've picked up like direct a series of from you know anywhere from like ten to or six to twelve episodes of things uh that they've you know that they've already picked up. So they do have, uh, even though they got rid of the X factor, they do have a bunch of stuff that they're going to air somewhere because they've already made, even if small season commitments, they've already made season commitments to these, to these shows. Yeah. So, so long, Michael Ely. Uh, each. We'll just have to wait till the next thing Amory won't like you on. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll be there with her. Exactly. <laughs> HBO has announced that they're bringing back uh, canceled shows The Comeback for a second season and Project Greenlight for a fourth season. I love Valerie Cherish so much that I am so excited for The Comeback because, God, it's amazing. When I was in Calif- California, when I was in California in March, uh, my friend Jen, who I stayed with, was like, all right, I need a show that I need to pick up on. Like, what can I start watching? And I said, you have to watch the comeback. And, like, within a day and a half, she had watched the whole thing. And I had watched it with her, and I just remember how much I loved it, and it was so amazing. Yeah, I I loved both of these shows. The comeback was hilarious. Project Greenlight I I liked just because it was... It gave you like a whole glimpse into the, how the the whole movie making process from like picking a script and creating it and casting it, and so I, I'm glad to see that's coming back. I really enjoyed the first three seasons of that. Yeah, I didn't even realize how far it's been. Like ten years for like both of them, you know, type of thing. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I was like, oh, the comeback's coming back, and then I was like. When I was like reading about it, I was like, "Oh wait, that's been gone that long! Like it's been it's been ten years between." Yeah. It was still four by three uh, TV. <laughs> Do you remember the days? That was when uh, what's his name, Shia LaBeouf was just coming off of off of Even Stevens, Even Stevens, and he wasn't yeah. crazy, and now he is, and <laughs> and that's that. So we'll look forward to them. I think. Yeah, I, I'm interested. In, I I never really watched too much of Project Greenlight, but I'm, but I am interested in those sort of behind the scenes of how you know movies and TV and stuff like that get put together. So yeah, uh, it'll be it'll probably be something that I'll I will watch this go around, and you know maybe I I will check out the uh, the comeback. Oh, I missed when we were talking about the Fox that they've officially picked up Gotham as a series. We sort of talked about it. Something I just read is that I think the reason they announced it officially today is because there's going to be a trailer tonight uh, that airs during 24. So they're, they're making it officially, officially official by putting out a trailer for the show. Yeah, by actually promoing it tonight during one yeah. of the highly anticipated premieres. So anyway, there's that. Uh, Sun, nope, Netflix. Yeah, I'm still keeping it in alphabetical order. Netflix has announced that they're bringing back, well, Orange, and, Orange is the New Black. 
doesn't be get released until June 6th for the second season, but they've already been picked up for a third season, which I guess makes sense. If they finish the second season and Netflix likes what they see, then I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be like, okay, well, keep moving, keep going. We don't have any kind of real timeline or structure we need to follow, so let's just pick you up for a third season. So Orange is the New Black, one of my favorite shows, picked up for season three. None of us know how season two does anyway. They never release the numbers, so. Exactly. It's not like they're going to tell us. But yeah, so that's that. And Sundance TV has renewed The Red Road for a second season, which I didn't watch any of that. Did any of you? I watched the premiere, and then I never watched any more of it. No, it's just in that glut of too many things. Uh, yep. There's there's just like I haven't gotten like I haven't gotten to Fargo yet. You know, I haven't. Shut up. To... <laughs> Stop what you're doing right now. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so so if you're wondering what the long pause was in the podcast, it was because I stopped to watch four hours of Fargo. (laughs) We've added another show to the list. Love it. But yeah, but there's just all kinds of stuff like that that's uh, come out at, you know, when it it comes out in, uh, you know, later in this, you know, in the regular sort of normal TV season. Uh, there's just so many more things that are hitting cable at various times uh, to go along with all the stuff that I'm already watching. You know, I, I never, I haven't watched, uh, I never watched the premiere of Turn on ABC. Uh, there's just, there's like a, there's like three or four shows that have started here in the last, or are about to start that I haven't. Meanwhile, I'm on like the fourth episode of Turn and I have no idea what the hell's happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel the same way. Something about uh, um, and that's about it. Yeah, I, I have them recording, but I I, I don't know. I, I I came real close to just deleting them when I was going through the DVR yesterday. So, because I was just like, when am I gonna get? When am I gonna get to this? I still have nine or ten episodes of Mixology sitting on my DVR that I've yet to watch. Oh my god, just that's just gonna that get unwatched at some point. Just just uh, just 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 give it up. Although if that gets picked up for another season. Oh man! If that gets picked up and Trophy Wife doesn't. I will be so upset. <laughs> um, moving on, TV Land has renewed Hot in Cleveland for a sixth season, which I haven't watched that since maybe like the season premiere, series premiere. <laughs> uh, so good for them. Um, and then WGN has officially given Salem a second season. I haven't even watched a single episode of that because I don't think I get WGN. Yeah, that's that's another one that I haven't watched because I don't get I don't get WGN America here on Comcast. So in the Seattle area, you can get it on you know if you have Dish Network or Directv, uh, but uh, or even uh, if you have uh, what's the uh, the Verizon FiOS. If you have FiOS, it's on. Uh, it's on that, but it's not on Comcast in this area. I have It's one of those bizarre things because it's a it's a channel that's been around forever. I'd never even heard of it until the Salem announcement. Well, it's like uh, you know back. I remember having it on cable like TBS. It was uh, yeah, you know, and even getting because it was the you know there was a, it was it was a, a superstation just like TBS. It was you know superstation TBS and superstation WGN, but. I've never had it on since I've been in Seattle. It just, it's sort of a, I even, 
I'd kind of even forgotten about it until like sort of the <laughs> the announcement that uh, uh, it was coming. But that's just another show. On on the other hand, it's just like I never saw it, so don't have to worry about it because <laughs> I can't watch it. Yes. So that's our news. Well, one last news thing, sort of news. I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was cool. I tweeted about it or I posted a picture of it. Is but I got my first uh, pull quote from from something that I wrote onto Sci-Fi pulled uh, something and posted it at the end of Continuum last Friday. Oh, nice. Outstanding. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Outstanding, dot, dot, dot. That's right. What they missed was it said, not very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, or it was outstanding in a bad way. <laughs> no, but I, I was like, wait a second. I was just watching the, you know, I was watching the episode and it. I fast forwarded to the, you know, scenes from next week. Uh, you know, promo, and as that was playing, it went into, you know, critics are saying, and and I went, wait a second, did that say TV-aholic? <laughs> <laughs> like, because, like, it said, it showed, like, another one, and then the DVR cut off, and so I, like, rewound it, and I go, it does say, uh, it does say TV-aholic, and I was like, is that me? And <laughs> I, I had to go, I went and searched, and I was like, yeah, when I posted about the premiere, I did say that the premiere was outstanding. I it was, <laughs> it was in the little capsule like review of that episode in that day's post, and so I was like, "That is me. That that was me." the The only thing is, is that I had recorded it on my DVR, and there was it took me forever to figure out a way to actually get like a photo of it because <laughs> you couldn't if you hit pause, it put up the little box on the TV that said it was paused and it, it was covering over the thing that you oh, wanted right. to get. So yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the project green light of it all is that I actually took a video of the TV playing it <laughs> and then took the video and with the video software, took a snapshot of just that frame that had, that had that on it. And then uh, I posted that. So well done. Well, that's exciting. That was uh it was, I, I mean, they, they pull stuff from, anybody and everybody anymore off of Twitter and stuff. Sure. But, uh, sure. but still it was first time I ever, I've ever seen my, my site mentioned on a, would you also need a good like site that. name? Cause if you have some curse in your, in your name, they're never going to quote you no matter how good <laughs> yeah. you <know> the show is. <laughs> if you got some uh, bad name. So I got to start, start tweeting from my no reruns email, uh, Twitter account. Well, uh, if it, if it would have said, uh, com. I would have been even happier right. <laughs> as opposed to just TVholic, but still, still happy nonetheless. Excellent. Uh, time for prime time. I'm very excited because I'm so happy about this first show. Playing House, season one, episode one, pilot, and episode two, Bird Bones. You guys, my best friends. I love them so much. They're the funniest people ever. They're the nicest people they're just lovely. What did you guys think? Were you guys fan? Did you watch BFF? Yeah, I I, I watched uh, the. Oh, I didn't even realize that was the same people. Yeah, the... You're <laughs> kidding me! <laughs> the... I I already forgotten about that show, but I did enjoy it when I watched. Offensive. That show came and went so fast. They yeah. you know they burned it off in I'm like offended. three weeks. I don't know. Uh, maybe overall better setting. 
than than the previous one. But uh, I I really liked. I mean, I like these two. I like them together. Uh, they they play off of each other really well. Because they're best friends. And, uh, it's legitimate yeah. best friends. Well, it's like you know you see they show like photos and things like that in the in the in the opening credits, and you, I'm sure they just pulled those. There's no they didn't have to do any Photoshop. They just pulled those from their life right. <laughs> to uh, uh, to to show that they have been longtime best friends, but. I thought the pilot was okay. Like there was, you know, it had to do like a lot to sort of get the situation going. But I love the second episode. Oh my the, God, the, it's slow. The, <laughs> the whole bird bone segment and the the whole bit of, with them at the brunch was oh my God, that was. <laughs> They're just so funny. It's just an easygoing half hour of just so much fun. Yeah, I, I I watched the first episode. Like they had posted that early online, and yeah. then when you, you sent out the thing, you said, "Oh, the first two episodes." I'm like, there was a second episode because after <laughs> I watched it online, then I didn't. I forgot to set my season pass, so I didn't even realize it was a second episode that aired. But yeah. like I, I like you said, I, I I enjoyed the first episode. I thought it was okay, but that second episode was amazing. <laughs> like I was just dying laughing the whole time that the woman that they had playing bird bones was absolutely Lundy Sloan. hilarious. She's amazing. She needs to be a series regular on something. She needs wasn't to. She on, wasn't she on Gross Point? Uh, yeah, she was Gross she, Point. That's who she was. Yeah. And so, like, because she had the mannerisms of the bird. Oh <laughs> like, the perfect. eggs when she fell down, she's eating her cream eggs. <laughs> like, I, I was just dying. Yeah, when she freaked out after finding out that who had created that nickname and she had like this total like bird freak out, you know, like the scene with them in the bathroom, uh, where they could, they Can accidentally, get in? They, get in the shower, they accidentally turn the shower on. Oh my God. Uh, so much, uh, so much in that episode. And then I love, uh, having, uh, uh, Keegan Michael key as, as the ex-boyfriend, uh, you know, and now, the the cop in town, uh, just yeah. I don't know. Just <laughs> even even the B story was fun with the the gnomes and the pictures <laughs> and everything. Like like the whole like I couldn't I couldn't come up with anything bad about that second episode. It was just so enjoyable from from beginning to end. Like the bird bones getting hurt by falling stuffed animals. <laughs> Like where do they? Like one thing I found really interesting is the way they come up with like the script. Apparently, they record themselves improvising the script, then they tra- then they transcribe that, and then they still improvise yet again ba- off of that script, which I just found interesting. Like it's like a double layer of of improv. They're amazing. When she breaks through that door and she's like, "It's the pregnancy strength." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They are just delightful. I could watch them all day, every day, and never tire of it. And I love it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, def- definitely worth it. Uh, definitely worth watching. Definitely Everybody worth has to out. go find it. If you didn't catch the first two, you have to go catch the first two. And I think they're on the USA website that you can watch them right there. You can watch them on USA's website. Look at that. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, I think overall uh, funnier than Sirens. Uh, oh, definitely. And, yeah. you know, th- oh, but I love Sirens too. <laughs> well, 
I'm, I'm way behind that side. I think they make a great silence. pair. I think the two of them together would be... The, the finale of Sirens... It took me a while to get into Sirens. I really liked it. But the finale of Sirens, there's a scene that takes place outside of an, a church that I was just like... My jaw was agape, like, on the ground because I could not handle how funny... Like, how fast it was. It was so funny. Yeah, that's just an, another show that I've gotten behind on. I did actually oh watch God, the first few. Oh, my God, you guys get caught up! <laughs> yeah, well, if, if you saw my DVR right now, caught up would be... <laughs> <laughs> caught up would be, uh, like, I need, like, a week of, like, just... If I didn't have to go to work or do anything else, it's just eat and watch TV. I think I could catch up maybe in well, a that's, week. Like not this past week, but the weekend before I caught up on like five different shows, each of which I had like five episodes of. <laughs> like it was just a mad marathon. Of... Um, so that's that's Playing House. Next up, Resurrection, season one, episode eight, Torn Apart. Oh, I was wondering why it's ending so soon. I didn't realize it was only the eighth episode. Because I was thinking, didn't it premiere the same week as, like, Crisis? And Crisis is only on the eighth episode. <laughs> so. So what did you think? <laughs> um, I don't know. This show, I think that they set up too many, like, what's going to happen next kind of situations. I've enjoyed it the whole time. Like, I've watched the whole thing and I haven't disliked it. You know what I mean? It's not one of those shows where I'm like, oh, this show. Like, Believe. I got rid of Believe two weeks in. Um, no, I like the cast and I like some of the stuff they're doing but it just I don't know well it was I, I like the you know sort of the pr the previous episode that ended with you know somebody had one of the returned died but then had returned again had instantly come back I, I liked how it actually was yet another body showed up it wasn't just that she came back to life in the morgue it was yeah like a whole extra copy came back yeah. well like, just like they had found you know earlier that the you know that the bodies are still, you know, when they looked in the graves and stuff like that, that the bodies were still there. Uh, so, yeah, it's like a, a copy of that that time frame. But to have you've had one person like completely disappear, and then uh, and then you have another person who like uh, dies and then you know comes back again. But then when they come back, all of a sudden, like all hell is broken loose, and right. lots of people are coming back by the hundreds. And I don't know, it felt like it, it felt like a, l a little bit for a while, like that this should have gotten out already. Like, yeah. even though there was only a handful, uh, it seemed like maybe it should have gotten out. But this episode also felt like it went from there was just a handful of people to now there's a ton of people to now the military is quarantined to the town and there's helicopters flying in. And it went right. from like seeming too small to seeming way too big, like real quick. Yeah. It makes me wonder, you know, the, the the second season is what like, you know, under the dome but without a dome. Oh, well, that, yes, like they're just exactly stuck. <laughs> they're stuck like, in the town. Just, no. The thing about quarantining the town, though, that bothered me is that these people don't just return. I mean, they return to the town. Most of them have, but they they ventured there they, elsewhere. They've come from someplace else, and so it's like you quarantine the town with the people that you have there. But if more people show up. And they see, and they try and head back to their hometown, and they see that it's cordoned off. Then they're they're not going to like. They're not going to come home. They're not going to be like hello. Uh, so that was uh, that was a little weird. And then you know they had to have the one big twist at the end, with Marty being the 
the lost baby of the one African American family that had come back and Jacob had right. friended. Yeah. Uh, that was I mean, that was like one of those, you know, big twists that just felt uh, telegraphed from the beginning of the episode. Well, See, I never it never occurred to me, but I was kicking myself. I said I should have seen that coming. No, but it but it <laughs> felt but it felt wrong though in that it felt too coincidental. Like even in a world where all these weird things are happening and people are showing back up from the you know from the dead, copies of their bodies or uh, with their memories and everything are showing back up. It just seemed overly coincidental that the one person that would end up taking the case of the kid coming back from like like uh, it was there's some grand plan in that. <laughs> yeah, but we never got see. That's my one problem. Like, I thought this was a good season finale. But mm-hmm. what are the chances this actually gets picked up? I, it has great I ratings. It does have good ratings. Or? Yep. Well, it, oh, okay. it's gone down from the beginning, but. I can't. I still can't see, unless, unless uh, ABC thinks that they have a whole slew of great stuff, which they've. Which let's be honest, which, ABC. which look at their 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 track record of of getting new things to take off, especially dramas. That right. It it just seems to me that anything that has any type of traction, while it's shrunk in the ratings, it's the highest rated thing that they've had in a while. Uh, in for uh, and. I can't imagine that it doesn't get picked up at least for another eight or a 10, yeah. 13, you know, type yeah. of thing as a, I, I think it probably works better if you tell it on in, in short bursts, you know, in a more compact seasons yeah. uh, than trying to drag uh, it out over, over the course of like 22 episodes or something. No, but that just, it just seemed like one more thing that like how how big a grand plan is this that the reason he woke up in China was so that he would end up with customs is so that this one person that actually was, that's actually from Arcadia, but doesn't know it would right. end up back there, uh, you know, taking care of things. That was just, you would think once these people started coming back, you would think he would have like, he would have known something about where he came from. Like you would have thought, like, I, I, I don't know what they've really said about his background, but he, his background was that he grew up in foster care or something like that, or that he, yeah, uh, yeah. that he d- didn't know uh, his parents or something like that. I guess I I can't remember. It seems like there was some of that story given when he trying and when he's trying to, you know, befriend Jacob when you know Jacob doesn't talk at the in the you know in the premiere, and and then over the course of you know the earlier episodes that you you learn some of that type of stuff, but it just. That was just that one just seemed like one one thing too far. Like I think the reason mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it was because it just <laughs> because when it did happen, I was like, "That's lame." <laughs> see, I was like, I was all see, I was the opposite. I was like, I, I was all excited, and then I was like, "Ah!" Oh, I was kicking myself because I should have known that was coming, but I didn't see it coming. But like on all these shows, like. Somehow these people, like the mother should have somehow recognized him because you always see on TV, no matter, like if it's 50 years, like person <laughs> recognized, oh, right. you must be, like, you look so familiar. Like right. you would have thought like the mother would have recognized him somehow. Or if there would have been, I don't know, a, a, I guess if they would have done any type, shown any type of uh, just an extra long look or something or or something that they would have telegraphed that yeah, uh, that uh, ending, they... But it's one of those things that you should have seen coming just based on there's no way 
they're dropping a hint of a crescent shaped thing, you know, uh, yeah, you know, it's back. of of somebody if if at some point in time you're not going to uh, get a reveal of somebody uh, with a, that with birthmark, that birthmark, right? And and not where they find a a baby that's come back by itself, you know, somewhere crawling down the road with a birthmark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it just seemed to go go really big all of a sudden from being too small that it makes me wonder like what will you know like what are they going to be dealing with in the second season because once you know once the government's in yeah. it's not like they're just gonna go like all right uh, we're done Bye. just disappear and it goes back to being smaller it's like what are the stories going to be now uh yeah. with with the the town uh, uh surrounded like this and Marty should have known better. Like he, like he should know that if he's calling in the federal government, they're not just going to be nice and drop off food. They're going to want right. to invest, like figure out what's going on with these people and how they can use it for military purposes. Well, exactly. after after they found that out, I mean, he did call one person that would, and and they did help try and keep it small. It was the sheriff that freaked out and showed. And and oh, showed sheriff is the worst. And showed the yeah. side and showed his, the side of him, which is why his wife <laughs> wanted it, to leave yeah. him in the beginning. Uh, you know, was was with another guy. Which weeks ago we knew that, right? Because the guy went home and was like, "We were pretty sure that trouble. she was, you know, that she yeah. was there uh, and had been there for a week." That's the other thing is I lost tr- I, I I lost track of time of the show. Has it only been a week? Is that what they said? It, it, that's what it. I guess there's. It's seemingly that yeah, it's she said been, she had been back for a week. But it it so seems like it's been longer than that. I, I don't it know. Really it really does. It, it just seemed. It just seemed like we've we've been over more than seven days by the time. Yeah. Uh, it, if if it's actually only been a week, then I guess keeping it under wraps for a week. It's not. It just. I get. That's exactly it. Because if it, it was only a week, okay. it's not that big a deal. It just seemed like it'd been much longer. That's why, to me, it seemed like. Yeah. It should have. It should have uh, leaked out, you know, sooner or something, or or become a little bit uh, bigger sooner. And so, yeah, that was weird. That it was. It was already. It was. It's only been a week that apparently, each episode has <laughs> roughly been covering a day. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. That just. I don't know that that that, that seemed like. <laughs> that seemed really seemed really weird because if she'd only been back for a week, uh, like she says, then you know by the time they find her, that's been a couple days like since Jacob came back. Yeah. And so like, is are you talking that you know she'd come back before Jacob? It seems to be so. Are you talking that Jacob's only been back in town for like six did they days say she, or five? Did they days? say she came back before Jacob? I thought Jacob was the first one to come back. Well, Jacob was the first one that we know of, but then yeah. in that first couple of days, she starts thinking about her mother and finds out about this guy and asks the guy about, you know, and and then you hear him go in and say, We've you got know, a trouble or something you know, like that. that we, yeah. She may have found us or whatever. And you from there, you think that that's her mother that he's talking to and that she's already been back. Yeah. Long yeah. enough that he's taken her in, and so it made you think that he she's come back, you know, around the same time, or or a little before, or at least when she came back, she obviously 
was closer and got back to town quicker than Jacob did since he woke up in China. Right. Uh, but still, overall, it just made it seem uh, that that threw me off too. In yeah. in the in the timing of it, is it? Uh, I could have swore it's been longer than a week. Well, I'll be interested to see what happens next week with ABC. I don't know. Yeah, with what they well, they're the one. They've picked up and canceled nothing. They've they've gotten rid of nothing. Well, they got rid of uh, Once Upon a Time. That's all they've announced. So. Well, in Wonderland. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, well, they just ran it to the end, and it's sort of. I don't even know that have they even really officially officially. I, the only official thing is that it said series finale in the promo. Yeah, I guess they did finally change it to that. So that may be like the one thing that you know is not uh, coming back, but. Yeah, but others will announce like Once Upon a Time in Oz or something next year. It's like a thirteen episode series. Who knows? I mean, they still haven't officially canceled Lucky Seven, and that was like two episodes in November. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so who knows? We'll find out what ABC does next week. Twenty four. Live another day. Season nine. Season nine. Episode one and episode two. Day nine. Eleven a.m. to twelve p.m. 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. You guys. <clears throat> I saw somebody complaining, like, do we need Jack Bauer? Do we need another 24? No. But why not just enjoy it? Why not? There's nothing else on. Yes. Every time somebody asks something like that, I say, you do not have to watch it. Exactly. <laughs> Every time somebody creates a piece of entertainment or creates a sequel or, uh, you know, brings a show back or creates a show off of a movie or you know, reboots a movie or any of those type of things. It's like, oh my God, why are they doing this to us? And I just go, you do not have to watch it. Nobody is like holding a gun it's to like, your head. Why, why can't you just let some people who may actually end up enjoying it, enjoy it while you don't have to see it. They're not exactly. doing anything to you. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I did enjoy it. You can go back and just watch the previous eight seasons or whichever ones of those you really like. You don't even have to yeah. ever watch this again. For me, and that's the thing. I liked for me, it. I liked it. It. I, I know it's been four years since we've had Jack Bauer on our TV screens, and it felt like it's only been four months. Like it felt like we were going back to twenty four. Like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with wanting to go back to something that we enjoy? If Alias was rebooted tomorrow and Sydney Bristow was there, and the whole, I would watch it. I wouldn't complain. Same I... here. No complaints for me. But <laughs> no, the one thing just... I'm the one thing I'm actually excited about this. One thing I always thought was 24 was too long, and I always wish they broke it into two 12-hour arcs per season, or 12 two like s seasons per year, like 12 episodes. So that's one thing I'm really excited about this to see how but it I mean, works with just 12 episodes. Was that it was 24 hours a day. Like it was a 24 hour day. It had to be 24 hours long. Yeah. Which, which worked that's in the beginning. That's what makes me concerned. Well, the, the thing that I'm, the, the thing that I'm hoping about in this is that because we're only getting 12 episodes is we don't need a mole storyline. Yes. No, there has to be a mole. Is, is there Are you no, kidding me? There's no... There has I'm, to be a mole. I'm, oh, I, I'm with Amory. There's got to be a mole. And like, I know who it is already. Got to be Tate Donovan, right? Uh, I, I don't know. It just seems like... It's like you can have people that, you know, trying to do things or or uh, things they think are best politically or, or whatever, have all different types of motivations and stuff. But <laughs> I'm really hoping that, you you know, that the... 
that you you don't need to fill, you know, another, you know, twelve hours. Of well, stuff you're not so you don't get the, the the yeah. I think it's going to help to kind of streamline the stories you don't necessarily need. But there's a hundred percent going to be a mole. There can't not be. <laughs> um, so it's okay for the show. So Jack has. It'll been, be interesting to see. We'll 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 have to keep an eye out on the on that. And one. the mole is totally Tate Donovan. Um, Plus, at least Jack gets to take some time to go to the bathroom, get something to eat, <laughs> like yeah. all these off hours. Like exactly. Um, okay, so Jack has been missing since he was accused of killing those Russian mercenaries or whatever they were, and almost killing Cherry Jones, the president. And we last saw him say like goodbye and thank you for all the help to Chloe. So obviously, when they're like. The suspect is, you know, we're coming back to 24. The suspect they're talking about, Sarah Walker and uh, the guy from Law and Order, uh, they're obviously talking about Jack Bauer. <laughs> so then we find Jack Bauer, and of course, of course, he has a plan. That little grin when they catch him, of course he has a plan. I mean, come on. He's Jack Bauer. He doesn't come back for no reason. Yeah, I, I like I like the way I like the way that they've set this up. Uh, we're talking about things seeming overly coincidental and, and, or, you know, or contrived in, in some of resurrection is that was sort of the worrisome thing in, you know, bringing this back. And then when they announce, you know, other previous, you know, like Heller and Audrey and Audrey and, you know, how are they? And so the idea that he became president seems in this, you know, High, you know, could be likely that 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 would yeah. happen in this in this world, and that uh, he's in you know, he's in London, and uh, that's and and to me, and and that also Chloe was there. This all all the all these things didn't seem overly contrived. Like it seemed like that would be a reason for Jack to come back. Like he finds out yeah. that there's something happening yeah. for somebody that he owes, and that. It turns out that at this point in time, and you know, they're a roving group of hackers that they also happen to be uh, in London. But he finds out that she's been captured, and so he devises a plan to get her out because he, he needs he needs help to uh, track down uh, that. The only the only thing I'll say is they sort of hand wave the Jack came across some information about this that set him on his path. Uh, they. That's the that's the only little thing is like uh, you're just like where did a guy on the run in exile come across <laughs> intelligence that the you know the president was in trouble that's the only little thing that they sort of waved by but as soon as they jump into the action and stuff like that you kind of forget about that one little thing yeah and uh, I like the whole episode you know the first episode with Jack being interrogated but he just he never says anything. I don't yeah, think he, had like a, the first he, he didn't say a whole line for the whole <laughs> first episode, did he? <laughs> See, the, well, at one like, point, doesn't he say like, "Do you know who I am?" or something like that to Sarah? I don't even. What's her name? Kate. I keep calling her Sarah because <laughs> she's Sarah. I love how they're Sarah and the guy from Law and Order instead of like I mean, Benjamin I know who Bratton. They are. It's easier to <laughs> uh, well, I I said this when I mentioned it uh, previously as my uh, recommend you know recommendation for it coming up was uh, the one thing I did find funny about this. Is that you take uh, Ivan Strahovski and you set a show in London, but you still have her be an American? That I just thought. Of, is she British or is she Australian? She's Australian, but her accent's terrible. But I mean, she could have done you know some sort of other 
Yeah, you she'd know. probably be yeah. better at a British accent than she is at an American <laughs> accent. See, I, I thought she sounded fine. I was even listening this time because I knew I was going to be talking about it with you, and I knew you'd complain. <laughs> <laughs> so I even listened. Exactly I was like, same. this sounds sound fine. Like no, she sounded the same she sounded on Chuck, and she can't say R's correctly, and that's not going to stop me from wanting to watch the show. Whatever. Well, see, the, the thing is for me with somebody doing an American accent, I just take it that that's, their, that's just the way they talk from wherever they're from. And yeah. not the, you know, if they're covering, you know, maybe they're covering up an, an Australian or a British or, you know, some other type of accent badly. But to me, that I, I don't really notice, notice those things. I just, unless, unless they're, well, unless they're from a, a like a specific place uh, that has like its own accent here in the States that they're trying to do and they're doing that badly. Then I then you notice stuff like that, but for me, I just take it as that's just the way they sound from wherever they're from. Uh, yeah, and, and you're like a better a non- man than it's, I. It's a nondescript bad accent, rather than if someone's trying to do like a Boston accent, and they sound so horrible. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's to, yeah. To me, it just uh, you know people sound different and talk different all over the place. So I, I don't know that a lot of very seldom uh, do accents. Uh, uh, you know, Whereas bother accents me. bother me all the time. Um, but that's the least of my concerns. I yeah. am so happy that 24 is back. No, I didn't you got... know I would miss it as much as I did. And seeing it again, I'm like, damn, I miss this show. <laughs> One thing I, I liked in the, the first episode is they start with, like, this happens between 11.06 and 12 yeah. p.m. Because like, they skip all the stuff that he wasn't actually a part of. Like. Exactly. Well, they... Well, they... <laughs> They, but that that starts six minutes into the episode, it. though. Yeah, and so the the whole episode takes place over the hour. But they, but his, when they actually give voiceover, the, when they actually give the voiceover, they, yeah. One thing that, but like you said, everything was fine with the not coincidental. The thing that bugged me was Audrey and this chief of staff guy suddenly like yes yeah, suddenly <laughs> he talked her back she was like a mess by the end of the show and like somehow he talked her back into sanity and they somehow fell in love and got married and he treats his father-in-law like crap like he just like oh you forgot that and he's like making fun of him like there, there are more polite ways to uh to correct him and make him realize his memory's going but like he yeah. just like hey donovan is the mole <laughs> he just like attacks him. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the Audrey, one wasn't the... she in like a catatonic state when we left her last? Yes, and he talked her back somehow in the in those four years. And, I mean, it has and... been four years. It hasn't been like a day. So <laughs> yeah, and well, you can see though that she's not exactly totally perfect. Yeah. Like she, yeah. <laughs> that, but but yeah, but I thought that bringing that back made for uh, a reason that if Jack came across something, he would stick his head up yeah know, to 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 come back uh to to try and help because he he does he does owe these people <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess i would give him a reason to follow all the heller news if his former girlfriend she wasn't his wife right no they were just in love but yeah i i thought that that worked as as a reason to and and it just the the setup of it seemed to work for me and it it dropped you right into uh this i like the i like that uh, uh kate was sort of the she's sort of the the while she didn't notice something close to home she's the uh she's sort of the jack bauer 
esque character. Mm-hmm. In that, I mean, if you if you look back at Jack's uh, past, uh, he's been pretty close to some people that turned out to be yeah, traitors. So, spoiler so, alert, Nina. See, see, I thought the Dark Yates guy was going to be her ex husband, and then like they went face to face, and I knew that wasn't happening then because she would have recognized him at that point. But right. but yeah, I I thought that that worked as she's like the uh, at least in her job she's uh, you know she's the one that sort of figures out that, you know, there's something going on here. A guy like Jack Bauer doesn't just get, you know, caught and just right. sit around yeah. and, and knowingly go to special projects. Like, <laughs> and it's kind of nice to see uh Gabenga, I don't know his last name, but he was the bad guy on Graceland this past summer. It's nice to see him playing. <sighs> oh, my dog's barking at something. It's nice to see him playing a good guy, at least sort of. Which character is he? Oh, sorry. He was the uh, one CIA agent that brings Jack in. Oh, her friend? Or the guy who wants who wants Kate's job? Yeah, who wants her out. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah, the the overly enthusiastic wants to get this guy out. I'm, I'm going to say yeah. he's the mole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's one of the mole. Come on. There's got to be like four of them. And then you got Kate, Just, Caitlin Stark there as the, uh, if uh, we're going with other names. <laughs> Caleb Stark, yeah, I love her. Yeah, talk about getting killed off of uh, get killed off of Game of Thrones, and then do a big arc on on suits, and then and then the next thing you do is a, a, an arc on the reboot of Twenty Four. She's got to make that, that lady. That was one thing I was surprised at how quickly they're going through people in these first two episodes. They're killing off people. Like I thought the Dark Gates guy would be around for a while, but no, he's gone. It's then like the other... that it's the same show. It's going to still surprise you. And then like his girlfriend there, I'm like, why are you wasting your time taking her? Just run out of there. She seemed useless. And then she yeah. pulls off the wig, and she's like this super smart daughter of uh, Caitlin Stark there. And, uh, and so yeah. lots of twists in this. So yes, twenty four is back, and we're all we're all better for it, you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to next week. It's just weird with it starting as things are ending. And it's because tw- like Fox is really trying to make this year round thing work, and if yeah. twenty four is going to be their bridge to a good summer, then go for it. It's it's, it's just uh, having another thing start right as things are ending, but uh, I'm I'm on no board. Breather room. <laughs> For your your DVR is nonstop. Well, it's just yeah. weird that you're going to get like a couple weeks of like Bones with you know with it after Bones takes a week off, a couple weeks off, you know <laughs> here and uh, you know like Bones was a repeat last week and then it's not on this week because of the two hour premiere and then you know next week it'll be back, uh, but it's you know an episode or two away from being the season finale. I'm like four episodes behind on that one. So yeah. Well, I'm I'm I like the idea of Fox picking shows up straight to series and and trying to do a more year round uh, type of thing. Still, right now, the way they air some of their shows are so, you know, things like Sleepy Hollow that aired during the fall, but then didn't end until like the end of you know January. Had like huge breaks. Uh, you know, almost human had huge breaks in the in at pl- in places where it got you know when it started and ended. Uh, they've had all these different shows that there'll be a, a a new episode of something one week, but a repeat episode with it. And you're just like, why is there? 
Why couldn't you figure out something so that you don't have like a repeat new girl and a new Mindy project or, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and at one week and then the next week there, you know, or this week there, the, the season finales, uh, that's just, uh, I don't know, just some of the, if they, if they actually want to get into once they start airing something, if it airs till it's done and then you start airing something else, uh, but there's been weird breaks and starts and stops and everything that, uh, I don't know. They could they could get a a, a bit smoother uh, with these things. So we'll see what happens. Next up, New Girl, season three, episode twenty three, Cruise. It's a really funny episode, but I Seriously? really I really don't like. <laughs> I really don't like what they're doing with Jess and Nick. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. It, they got them together in this like super romantic way in season two, and then. Instantly in season three started showing all the reasons they should not be together. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then basically break them apart. And yeah, now they're in like a, a weird, you know, they're in a weird spot. I mean, there were a couple, a couple things that were kind of funny. Like the, the couple's yoga was, was kind of funny, but I don't know. A lot of, uh, a, a lot of what was going on was, I don't know. It, the show seemed to me, the show seems to have lost its way. Uh, it seems a little more all over the place. Like season two felt like they had, it seemed more cohesive or something. Overall. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't nearly look forward to this. Uh, <laughs> I here in the second half of the season, I've more looked forward to the Mindy project than new girl. And that's, that's saying uh, a lot. <laughs> I usually don't even watch new girl until like the weekend or <laughs> next week. Like it's, this whole season, I think, has just been pretty bad overall. It's been I, so I much this ep- inconsistent. It's been, that's yeah. just the name of the game. It's been awful. I thought this episode was slightly better than some of the other ones we've had recently, but still, like, the whole the economics of the, of the downgrading the crews and to afford everyone, I, it was just bugging me the whole time. Like, especially where they get the $600 in activities, you would have thought that's what you traded in for the extra room. But, like, yeah, but that was yeah. just... The, the logistics of the whole thing were bugging me the whole time trying to figure this out. The, the, them on the cruise, that the whole thing about the cruise, like, the... The presentation of of the lifeboat and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> but it, it, a lot of these things just all felt like super weird. Like I've never been on a cruise, so I don't really know like what types of things actually take place on a cruise. But it it felt so weird. Uh, a lot of it. Uh, I did like that they ended up getting locked in and nobody found them for three days. I thought that was that was kind of funny. There was the couple's towel folding, which uh, <laughs> which I'm sure is on every cruise. <laughs> well, that was the other thing that bothered me was it's a like a it's supposed to be what like almost a week long cruise or something, but yet the couples the couples package apparently only took place on the first night or like the first day. There were I think no... they just stopped going to couples things. Yeah, but but it just seemed like all the couples things were all. <laughs> Like there were all these things, but they just all happened to take place on the on the first day, and you're like, okay, I guess they have twelve different couples activities that they just get them out of the way to get things rolling at the beginning of the cruise. Uh, I don't know. There were just lots of things about the episode that the season as a whole has felt very disjointed. So I watched it, and and it leads to the next to the next show we're going to talk about because I watched the new girl finale, and I was like, meh. 
I'll watch it next season because I'm partial to these actors, and I, I don't think it's the worst comedy on TV by any means. Like, there's so much worse. And I really think that if they can steady themselves, then they'll be fine. But then I look at a show like The Mindy Project, season two, episode 22, Danny and Mindy, which I loved so much that if you had told me at the beginning of season three and two of these shows that I would love Mindy and not love New Girl anymore, I would have said you were crazy. But by the end of the watching these two back to back, I watched them New Girl, then Mindy Project, and I, I found myself saying, that's how you handle the OTP of your of your show. Yeah, but the thing that the thing that bothers me, or the potential thing that could bother me, is that's what made season two of New Girl good. Is they did a really good job and had a great finale with getting the you know these two people together, and that's what's happened sort of here on Mindy Project. And so I hope they don't flounder about in season three like New Girl did. What I think was important. So Nick and Jess... If they sort of so did like, the breakup thing and then bring them back together all here in the last yeah. few episodes. Because, like, last season, they did that with Nick and Jess, too. Like, they kissed, and then they didn't talk about it, and then they were like, oh, I'm all in, I'm all in. This year, like, with Mindy, they did the same kind of thing where they had a little relationship, but they broke up because of differences, because they know what's wrong with each other and why it didn't work. And I don't know. They ha- It felt like their relationships were handled differently. And I just see Danny and Mindy, I don't know, I feel like the writers will write better for them. The show has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger, whereas I don't think that's the case with New Girl. I think that it's been strong in some episodes consistently. It was probably more consistent in season two than it was in any other season, but I don't necessarily think they've been growing and growing and making their cast work and all that stuff. I think Mindy has just done that. They've solidified. They know it works. They know it doesn't. They're dropping dead weight, that kind of thing. I just, I am so much more excited about season three of Mindy than I am about season four of New Girl. Yeah, and I, I think with Mindy too, they it has like a romantic comedy type of feel to it, like a rom-com film type of feeling, especially this episode with yeah. running towards the uh, towards the Empire State <laughs> Building and all that stuff. But, uh, and I think that's where they excel. Like, New Girl, it's not really, like, it's a comedy, but not really a romantic comedy. Yeah. Like, And so I think they, they can do that style better with the Mindy Project. And they, and, I, I, like, like you said, uh, I, this episode, I just absolutely love this episode from start to finish. I thought it was just great. Well, uh, I, yeah, I think that that's the thing about Mindy and her style of comedy is that she plays a lot off of, you know, the romantic comedies and the pop culture type of things. But I think they found themselves this season. As the beginning of the season went on, they they started noticing like what things, you know, there was a little bit when they added some new characters where you were already like, OK, they've got too many characters. Right. Uh, but they... I would say even with the amount of people that they have, they seem to have found the right balance. Like if you have one of the side characters that just gets like one line here and there, uh, you know, like like the old nurse when they're talking about something and she just like, well, I blah, 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 blah. You know, but that's basically like that's it for her mm-hmm. uh, type of thing yeah. that they're using them more actually as kind of like the office where they would they're there and they get a good line here and there but they don't draw the focus away from the, you know the the main cast and like when they announced that the one the one girl that plays the nurse Betsy or whatever like that 
she was leaving the show, you were just like, so? <laughs> like they, no, I, I really like her. I, I like her, right but they don't. For her. But it was one of those things that over time, they kept bringing in all these other people that uh, if you're just going to, you know, use her for just yeah. a, a small bit, it was like, it wasn't a big deal to me. Like, it wasn't like they were losing a man. <laughs> Uh, somebody that takes up lots of screen time uh, and she's still going to, you know, possibly show up from time to time as a, you know, a, a guest character or, or something. But I, I liked really the second half, you know, they built nicely, you know, to sort of that mid season. Uh, they started to figure some things out. I mean, we talked about it, how it's when Mindy and Danny, they've got chemistry together, the, their back and forth and all that stuff is, is the strong point of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that they decided to to focus on that, I think is where the show is. If it continues to do that, it could become really, really good uh, in its third season. Yeah. While I was a little disappointed when they sort of broke them up like a couple episodes after sort of getting them together, uh, it only took like an episode or two to see that they were, you know, it wasn't like completely over. Yeah. You could see that Danny was still... He was still working things out, you know, his his feelings and what he yeah. wanted to do. And and then I, I like the just the way they played off of things, the whole, you know, the the the, the catfishing <laughs> of it oh all God. and, and uh, him trying to give her like this big romantic gesture of things that she likes. And uh, it it just all worked really well. When they when the whole office walked by and he's eating the pizza, <laughs> I was dying because they were all like, "Wait a minute!" and he's like caught. It was so funny. Yeah, um, I also like all this can stuff. Do broad comedy and it can do really smart comedy, and I just who would have thought? Yeah, all the all the stuff with him in the the Bradley Cooper suit. Oh my god! like a twenty piece suit. So good. And then his excuse was that he was like when she, when he was wearing that, like, oh, don't come in. I'm watching the Good Wife. <laughs> oh my god! Juliana Margulies. I love it. I love the show, and I really hope that. I'm glad it was renewed. I'm glad that Fox wanted to stay in business, Mindy, because the ratings aren't great. I'm glad that they were like, listen, I want to stay in business with Mindy. Oh, there's my dog again. I want to stay in business with these people. Let's keep it going. And I'm glad that's happening. I'm just really interested to see what happens in in the third season of the Mindy Project. And I'm like, not really all that interested at all in New Girl, yeah. which is like... <laughs> That's the complete weird. opposite of where we were last. Yeah, because and and I'm hoping that the Mindy Project doesn't fall on its face like New Girl did in its third season. I, I mean, well. usually you get into with the, uh, the 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 sophomore slump, but uh, apparently here the sophomore season of a comedy is where they really seem to figure things out. Yes, well, I think. Also with the new girl, like they already didn't know what to do with Winston, and then they and bring then, on Coach, yeah. who they also don't know what to do with. Like they just liked him from the pilot, and it's been too long. Like they just yeah. don't know what to do with either of them. So it it just adds to the mess of that third so we'll season. So see what happens in September. <laughs> that is prime time. It's time for some reality. Uh, we'll start with the Amazing Race. Ugh, I hate Brendan and Rachel. <laughs> 
I her whining during that bull that hilarious. Again, bull the friend and they're being so mean. Oh. The old guy oh complained, but she was like the worst. Like, I understand the Afghanimals getting rid of the cowboys because they are more of a threat. And the but... cowboys would have snuck up and won because yes. they run their own race. They're great racers. They don't get involved in the drama. They would have won. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I just really want Brendan and Rachel. Oh, my God, me too. I want to whine like Rachel at how much I want them gone. <laughs> oh, my God. She's the worst. <laughs> And, like, a lot of their stuff, they're not doing well at things. They're just kind of getting lucky. Well, that's, like, the, the girls. I forget what their names are. They, they the blondes. I don't know their names either. Oh, they're awful. They should have been eliminated <laughs> based on skill. They should have been eliminated weeks ago. Yeah. But they keep suddenly making it through because no one uh, no one is turning them or no one's – they're just getting lucky with the non-eliminations two weeks in a row. I hope that Connor and Dave win. They've been a favorite of mine since the season that they were on initially. And they seem to be so solid, so I'm hoping. I really just hope the Afghanimals don't. I want Brendan and Rachel gone. I want the Afghanimals to not win. It's just been such a weird season. I just I'll, hate Brendan and Rachel so much. I'll agree with you on all accounts of what you just said. <laughs> That's really all I have to say about The Amazing Race, except that, you know, I just want it over because I'm so sick of Brendan and Rachel. Um... Survivor this season, I'm so glad that no returning players have come back. Yes, I, I like I hate when they do that. I'd, I'd rather have I don't people. hate when they do it, but I hate when they do it so much that it becomes like, oh, but here's another person coming back and here's another person coming back. It's like, like, let one person come back short every couple seasons. But it and, was so ridiculous for so long. I'm really glad we're getting just new players who are not veterans. But you know, the next time they have people coming back, Tony's coming back no matter oh, what. Oh, I hate like, him. Oh, I hate, <laughs> I hate him. And he <laughs> so keeps getting much. so lucky with the. I know! It's so oh, annoying. And he's got idol. his two idols and that unfair idol that they don't oh. have to even tell people about. It's like an automatic save. Like, they got to start voting him out because it's going to take three weeks to get him out because he's got those two idols. Like... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want Spencer or Tasha to win. Yeah, I want, Spencer, I want Spencer to win. I, do, I mean, I think if he gets a top three, he's going to win. He hasn't really hurt anybody. He hasn't really backstabbed anybody. He's played a really good game, and he's raised good questions to Tony. Like, Tony, you should get rid of her because what if they do form a girls' alliance? What if? And now they're all three and three. I just... And Wu and Spencer and Tasha and Tony could get rid of Cass and Trish with no problem. So yep. the game is completely shifted, and I just want Tony to not win. That's all I'm asking. I, I, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, oh, he's so annoying. But anyway, you wanted to talk about Jim Henson? Uh, I didn't really have anything to say, just that... Just that I you can, watched it? Just that I, I continue to really enjoy the show. It's amazing what these people can come up with uh, every week. Last week was another individual challenge, so everyone had to come up with these creatures that kind of blended in with the swampy background and then suddenly come alive and eat some bug that was flying by. And so it was, it was just amazing what these people can come up with. And next week sounds interesting with uh, an intergalactic press conference and they have to create aliens and they have Barry Sonnenfeld on as a guest. So I love Barry Sonnenfeld. That's a little bow tie. So does the show um, basically work like similar to Face Off? It's just they're building... Yeah, so they build a creature and then they have to do like a two-minute screen test 
and it's all and the judges base all their stuff off of the screen test. So mm-hmm. whoever like followed the rules, like they don't get up close and look at the creature. They just base it solely on what they saw on the screen because that's all they care about when they create their creatures. Like mm-hmm. they don't care how it looks up close, just how it looks on camera. Interesting. I never watched it. Anyway. So, Save My Bakery, I don't usually watch the show. It's funny that I happen to have caught this episode. That lady's accent cracks me up. I didn't realize, like, she was on uh, Food Network Challenge for the longest time. Anytime they had, like, a cake challenge, that's where I used to always see her. And she was, like, always a jerk, like a villain. She's She's the one who would walk around and look at all the cakes and tell them what was wrong and... Oh my god, her accent is so Mary Poppins proper. It's hysterical. She, she's got like yeah, she's got like this this hair thing on that makes her look like an evil queen from yes. like a Disney movie. Like yes. I never realized she was Australian and not British. I always thought she was British, but in the first two episodes yes. of this she kept on saying how she was Australian. I don't but, know. These people were awful. Yeah, the uh, it's usually people complaining about their bakery. Like they never want to listen to her. Then they have tea, and then they everything goes. Everything's uh, okay. Everything's okay. So basically, it's Restaurant Impossible, but for bakeries. Well, my yeah. thing about my thing about bakeries is that like Restaurant Impossible, you can kind of hide lack of talent in a kitchen in like a chicken dish that doesn't have to look pretty. But like the, the way that they re. Oh, like they reformat or they they change the way these people are going to decorate their 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 cakes and stuff. That concerns me because that's something you have to be ex- really skilled at. And I I feel like for the reopening, it'll work. But then the the bakeries are just screwed because I don't think you can keep that quality up. Yeah, and usually what her things are is she has to make them. Like, they're all doing, like, monotone colored stuff, and so everything has to be colored in, like, colored sprinkles or, like, fondant, which to me, if I'm eating... fondant is gross. It's gross. Like, who cares how good it looks? I want a nice buttercream frosting on whatever (laughs) I'm eating. Exactly. I don't care what it looks like as long as it tastes good. Like, but they, but she always pushes the fondant. Like, oh, you got to make this cake look modern and, and delicious. And it doesn't, yeah, no. No. And I mean, in this episode, it looks she had pink eye, which it's like, do you really want this person coming around with samples of cake? Hey, do you want to try some cake? (laughs) No, get away from me. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, so that is, yes, that is (laughs) Save My Bakery. Um, So that's reality for the week. We're going to do some TV recommendations. And I feel like this has been a recommendation or at least something I've talked about for months now. But every time I get the opportunity to tweet about, it's not like I don't have the opportunity. I could tweet about this all day long if I wanted. But I feel like it's always top What's of mind. What's holding you back, Amory, from your tweeting? You know, like, it's just top of mind when I watch the show. So this week, my recommendations are Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Are they reinventing the wheel? No. Are they really creative? Not really. But what I love You're about selling the show, me. You're selling me. You know, I just mean that it's not like. It's I'm going to go back and shows. watch them all. No, listen. <laughs> they are Dick Wolf dramas, Chicago Fire about a fire company, Chicago PD about the PD, and they have interesting kind of case of the week feelings to them. But there is a lot of character stuff in it, and I really do feel for all the characters. The reason I'm recommending it is because these shows exist in the same universe. And there are a lot of shows that like are in the same city that exists in the same universe, but like the characters never cross over. The characters never see each other. Not like I think shows from other networks or whatever should do it, but they never kind of exist in the same world. 
what I love so much about Chicago Fire and Chicago PD, aside from the fact that they're easy to watch, like they fill a ha- an hour very easily. And it's not, it's not necessarily filler you put on the background. You really do want to pay attention because they have an ongoing story. But like, I don't think there's been an episode since Chicago Fire or since Chicago PD premiered this year that there hasn't been a four second scene with somebody from Fire or on PD or like on Fire, somebody from PD shows up because they exist in the same world. They're right down the street from each other. They shoot in the same city. It, ma- it makes 100% sense that they have these small, like, crossovers, but they don't... Unless it's a huge event like they just had. They had a real, true crossover two-hour event. These five-second cameos are so... They, they inform the stories on both shows. So it's not, like, just for, oh, Sophia Bush can be on Chicago Fire. Like it serves a purpose for why she's there. And I just think that it's kind of flying under the radar. It's doing it very well. And I actually find myself thinking if NBC goes to series with Chicago med, I will enjoy it and I will watch it as well. I just think that there are shows that people should be checking out because they're easy to watch. They exist in the same world. And I think they're very important. I've been saying since, since uh, they they spun off PD that that Chicago ER shouldn't be too far behind. Well, they, that's what they're over there. Their, their uh, two hour event last week was a bombing at the at Chicago Med. I can't they can't call it Chicago ER because ER was <laughs> Chicago ER. But like I think they would call it Chicago Med, and I I think it just really worked. I, I think that it could work. I didn't. It was probably the first time in a long time, and I've watched The Mentalist forever that I didn't dislike Amanda Rigetti. Dylan Baker was, he like, the, so the cast that they set up for Chicago MD, or Chicago Med, or whatever they're going to call it, was Amanda Rigetti from The Mentalist, Dylan Baker, who's been so creepy good on The Good Wife, but he was, like, a real caring doctor, and then some other guy that was familiar, but I don't recognize him, but, you know, like, I recognize him, but I don't know why. I just think that um, three hours of Chicago on NBC really <laughs> works. It's like Law & Order back in the day when there was a Law & Order SVU, there was a Law & Order, and there was, like, Criminal Intent, which existed in its own universe so my recommendation is you should watch them it would be interesting if like they just it was just chicago night just they do get dark though so they can't really have them all on they can't have an eight o'clock chicago show they can rotate whichever one has like a light storyline that week can be the early show right oh and tonight md is first But my recommendation, as all I'm saying, is that people should be watching it because I don't think it's going to hurt anything if you check it out. And you will like the five-second cameo overlaps because they make sense to the story. They don't pull you out of the story. Like, I'm just going to keep talking about this, but there's a spot. So they, the fire company for the firefighters own a bar. And it's a bar that's in the neighborhood that their, their precinct and their firehouse are. So why wouldn't it be the bar that the cops hang out at? So if the cops are there, they're not going to hire fake bar like for PD purposes. They're not going to have fake bartenders that you know because you watch Fire are the fire guys. Like they so Chris, what's his name? Steve. I don't know his last name. The guy, not Steve. His name is something. But he was Steve on Sex in the City. David Herman. No, Herman's his name on the show. David Eichmann. Anyway, his name is not important to the story. He's the MetLife voice guy. He'll just show up because he owns the bar. He'll be on PD, and it makes perfect sense. 
So I just want everybody to watch it. Well, it does That's sound like, you know, it it would make like less sense like if they never ran into each other. Exactly. If they were set Exactly. It, you know, if they're cuz if they're it's not like they're set in they're both set relatively close to each other in Chicago. They're not like on opposite sides of Chicago or something. Right. right. They're on the same block. So it it would be like almost weird like if they never <laughs> bumped into exactly. one, uh, one exactly. another. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think it feels so seamless because it's just an occasional oh hey I recognize you because we're right down the street from each other. So I just really think that it's worth your time. See, I, I wish some show that I watched did those cr- kind of crossovers, but... But there's not other shows. Yeah, what other show could? I don't know. If the New Girl guys go to New York, I have no idea. They could be on Mindy. <laughs> no, it's the uh, it's it's uh, the uh, About a Boy uh, Parenthood. Oh, that's yeah, About a Boy Parenthood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's a uh, that's always interesting when they when when they do that uh, when they create it's 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 more interesting though sometimes when shows from various just because they're on like the same network sort of end up being in the same uh, you know where like the NCISs and Hawaii Five O are taking place in the same right you know because they've had some sort of brief sort of crossover things happen those are always interesting. But if they had three and they were doing some big, you know, like three night event, that would be that would be something different. It's not See, like they're events. It's just five seconds here and there. So, you yeah, know, no, but I'm just saying that at, at some like, point in time, you could do the like the really big, big event, but yeah. it would cross over three episodes instead of like two or something there. Oh, here's something that I didn't point out. They have they've established a relationship between a firefighter and a cop that is like continuing. It's not like a one night stand. Yeah, and they're, so, and, but they're on, so they actually shows. have a relationship they're on two different shows, but because they see each other, it doesn't feel out of place. So that's my soapbox about up. Chicago. <laughs> well, they could break up because they're on two different shows. <laughs> anyway, right. that's my recommendation. All right. That's Amory's recommendation. My recommendation is uh, Penny Dreadful. This is the new Showtime series, so if you have Showtime, uh, you would have a free preview weekend this weekend. Yeah. It's uh, it's coming up on the 11th. I'm not really a big like I've you know this is no, not news for long time listeners. I'm not like a big horror guy, and this does have a horror, uh, you know, sort of bent to it. But I do really like things that take and mix the fictional and the historical. Uh, you know, something like uh, Sleepy Hollow or. Uh, you know, something like that. And this takes Victorian or like Jack, the time of, of, of just put past Jack the Ripper uh, in, you know, Victorian London, but then sets uh, various literary characters as all being all inhabiting the same, uh, you know, the same line with the, you know, like uh, Dr. Frankenstein and Dorian Gray and, and uh, these, these various characters from, uh, you know, literary characters, but are now real people in this real time. And there's real monsters and vampires and all these types of things. And I, I just, I just really like those types of things when they tie them together, even if I don't have, uh, you know, a huge knowledge of those literary characters or things like that. Just the way they tie these things together, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to me. And when you've I've seen the first couple, it's very creepy. 
the performances are really good and uh you know it kind of uh you know the the cast is great and it it kind of sucks you into this uh even Josh Hartnett <laughs> yeah even well the, the the sort of character that he's playing it it fits uh it fits for him and uh <laughs> it's uh, his the the opening thing of him doing this like wild west show in in London is hilarious actually it's the persona that he puts on for that is is pretty funny but it's i if you like you know if you like horror stuff and if you have any you know fondness for these types of literary characters and things uh this sort of mishmash of pulling all these things together and tying them together i think they've done a really good job and i'm i'm on board for uh, for it and uh, that's, that's my right. recommendation the first episode is actually they made it available on YouTube right now, so you can watch it for free. Yeah, I haven't watched yet. I have them. I just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I like when they do. I mean, they do like the free weekends, or they, they more and more they start putting episodes out. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it makes sense to to me. You give people a chance uh, to see something they may like, and maybe they'll sign up for your service for a couple months. So, but if you you know if you want to check out, uh, we'll have links to where you can find these things, uh, the ones that are, you know, online or, or whatnot. And uh, what's your uh, recommendation, Kyle? So my recommendation, we already mentioned it coming back before, uh, is the comeback. Uh, so basically the premise of the show is Lisa Kudrow is like a, she was a star on a sitcom like 10 years earlier. And now... She was it. I'm it. <laughs> Oh and now she's she's uh got the chance to make a comeback they're doing like a reality show about her trying to make her comeback and star on this new sitcom that they're doing about like these four sexy singles that live in a house and she she's supposed she at first she thinks she's gonna be one of these sexy singles and then she becomes like the the uh frumpy aunt of of uh Malin Ackerman's character Fantastic. and What's Aunt Sassy, did you Aunt say? Aunt Sassy, that's her name. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but, oh, I love it. But it's just a really, it's a fun show, but also a really awkward show. Oh, it's because, so awkward. Because you Amazing. see that she really wants this, and she's, like, trying too hard to be, like, all peppy and 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 really thinks like trying to be like she still has all this fame but really every like you just see her mundane life at home with her husband and and how she doesn't get any respect and it's just a very oh, entertaining show and i'm really excited to see it come back uh but yeah the first season is available on at least hbo go and i'm not sure where else a dvd uh, it's available but definitely so worth, worth catching time. up before the uh, before the. I guess it's going to be in the fall is when they're going to air the uh, yeah. the six episode second season. It almost even makes sense to bring it back another ten years later and have her have like a whole another shot at trying to be at ending up famous yeah. again. Uh, it actually kind of, <laughs> it actually kind of works on a meta level. <laughs> exactly. It's but it's also interesting so to see good as her. And she's so different from Phoebe, like what you got used to seeing. That was one of the the fun things when this first started was that uh, when this first aired was that it was such a different character from from Phoebe that yeah. it was interesting to see her play uh, something different. And now that we've seen her play Fiona Wallace, 
it's also so different from that on web therapy that it's just it she Sassy and Valerie Terrace, they exist in a world unlike any others. They're just so great. And God, I hope that what was the name? Polly G. Oh, I hope Polly G. What we need know. is the is the crossover there where she does She web, goes to herself. She goes for, to herself for web therapy. <laughs> My God. If only they were on the same network for cable channel. But yeah, it looks like a lot of the original cast is going to come back. So kudos to them. I hope that Malin Ackerman's not coming back because Trophy Wife is canceled, but whatever. But she could do episodes over the summer or something. Luckily, there's gonna... only six of the comeback. Yeah. So. But I, so yes, I really hope. I really hope Trophy Wife gets picked up. Oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> if, if, not to if keep bringing that thing, up. <laughs> so we can keep seeing Bert and Warren. Yes, Bert and Warren, they can be <laughs> cousins <laughs> on Bring them in on as cousins on Warren family if you're going to cancel Trophy oh Spin them off into their own show. Hysterical. Yes, they are the best part of that show, and I don't want to lose them off God. my TV. Oh, I, it's so true. Jackie is a very close like second man. She's amazing. Um, but that's, that's, we're not talking about the good life. So that's our TV recommendations outro. You can find links to our recommendations and the new stories we talked about online besides TV Times 3 in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 225. Will you continue to watch Playing Hell? Did you enjoy the first season of Resurrection? Are you glad Jack is back? Parentheses, I am. What did you think about the season finales of New Girl and the Mindy Project? Let us know in the comments on the show notes or drop us an email to feedback at tvtimes3.com. Next week, Jason will have a couple of guests that are yet to be determined. The opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Anchors from their mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And that's all she wrote. And, and normally when I don't know, when I don't have guests scheduled by an episode for the next week, usually that means Kyle's going to be on, but I can't have him on... I was not not twice like twice in a row, but like he can't take both spots. Like, <laughs> right? I could get my twin brother Brett to be the other. Yeah. He doesn't watch it. It'll be like Ray. It'll it, yeah. It'll be a very. Uh, it'll be like our our nod to like Orphan Black or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Orphan Black, I love it. Alright, my dog's freaking out. She's been trying to pee in the house like since I started and I keep yelling at her, which is good, but now I need to take her outside. So well, on that note. <laughs> on that wonderful note, have a good night. I, I need to go outside myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great way to end things. Well, only to to go get something to eat, not Oh, okay. Alright. Not to pee. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Glad you fine. I I, I, I've been house trained. Oh, my God. Have a good night. Wow, okay. this conversation went off the rails quickly. I was 80 days away. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of caught up on like five different shows each of which i had like five episodes of like it was just a mad marathon of, of i need stuff. to go investigate what's going on outside my front door i think i hear a news helicopter and maybe a bulldozer i'll be right back uh you've got your house surrounded come out of <laughs> <laughs> Come out. <laughs>
this happen? <laughs> I'm back. There was nothing exciting. It's like I don't know what it was that I was hearing, but your microphone like tried to get even louder just so we could hear what was going on outside. It was so weird. I took the, yeah, I didn't walk with my headset on. I put him down anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's something weird with Amory Skype where Skype usually tries to cut, you know, cut the sound if you're not talking or something like that. But apparently. It thinks there's something happening at Amory's all the time <laughs> and, <laughs> and is trying to uh, let us know about that. Who knows? Um, so that's, that's playing 